Yo, yo, yo. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Jarvis Jeffries. I'm changing my name soon, though. I'll tell you about it later. Terrence Smith. Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. We in the mother building. They call us the good guys. They should have been a cowboy, guys. Listening to the good sounds of Toby Keith. I'm, I'm, I'm in my bag right now. Um, what a super wild card weekend. We've got so much to talk about. So much to talk about. There's nobody left in the NFC East in the playoffs. No Cowboys, no Eagles. Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, the young talent, just, man, just shining in front of our own eyes, just growing up in a hurry. They're no rookies anymore, even though they're still in their rookie seasons. Divisional round coming up. Guys, guys, how are y'all doing? It's a Monday, Tuesday. I'm sorry, a terrific Tuesday. How y'all feeling, man? Yeah, I, I would say so, Nick. I'm, huh, man. I try, I'm trying not to be or go too hard on you today, because as you notice, I started the I started the show off being petty with the Cowboy fans. I could have started the show off playing back tape on things that I've said about the Philadelphia Eagles and their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator leaving, going to other teams. And leaving Nick Sariani all by him lonesome. At least that's the way it seems. Because it doesn't seem like he knows what the hell he's doing. I could have played the tape back, Nick. Where I said that the Philadelphia Eagles are the 2022 Minnesota Vikings. I chose not to play that either. I said that you were the Vikings because you had so many close games. So many one-score games that you snuck out and squeaked away with the victory. And you said that, no, it's nothing, Jarvis, because you were 10 and motherfucking 1. And now, since 10 and 1, you finished the season 1 and 6, and you are eliminated from the playoffs, and you are what I said you would be in a recent video on TikTok, the Great Debate Show, available wherever you get your podcast. Go pull that up. I said the Eagles very well could be one and done. And our our colleague, our good friend, because I do love you, Nick. I do. You're good people. You know, you don't have any hate in your blood. You've always got good energy. You just talk a lot of shit. And you're just so arrogant and yet delusional and naive at the same time. I told you, your Philadelphia Eagles were not going anywhere. And so finally, I can say it literally and figuratively when I say it this time. It's over for you, Nick. It's over for you. And I knew this day was coming. And yes, I am a little bit happy. Not because I'm afraid to play the Eagles again uh, in the next week or so. Not because I don't want any stiff competition in the NFC. But because it just feels good to be validated. And that's exactly what I'm feeling right about now, Nick. How are you feeling? First of all, I want to say one more thing. I'm so glad you're here with us today. And I'm so glad that 
me and Terrence talked him off of jumping off that I two forty bridge on last night because he was down there. He definitely was there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got. I told you guys earlier on that we were not gonna play you all again. We were done. We were done. Just like a bad prom date. This this is over. We beat you in the regular season. Tap that ass. Cowboys, tap that ass. We just got our licks back with you all, and that was it. I told you. If the Niners are going to the Super Bowl, it's going to be easy peasy, baby. And that's exactly what it looks like. Unless we get upset. I told you we beat the Packers, and we probably beat the Lions. Looks like that's what it's going to be. If anybody believes that there's a script out there in the NFL, like I do, you would think I wrote it. Because I have been on a streak. Nick, I've said what I've had to say. Your Eagles are bad. Your defense is trash. And the quarterback, mm, I'm not going to be too hard on him. But it looks like you all might have paid him a little too soon. Whoever your OC is, get rid of him. And Sirianni, I can hear Howie. What's his name? I can hear Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman right now calling up Bill Belichick. Because once again, all he has to do is coach. That's all he has to do is coach, and he can still do that. Let the front office handle their business. You all could use somebody that can make adjustments. Sariani doesn't know how to do that. You guys should have won that game. You didn't win that game because <laughs> you just flat out look like <clears throat> you didn't know what the hell you were doing. I'm done. It's the Great Debate Show. Nick, tell the world how you're feeling today. He's going off. He's going off. Hey, you're right, though. <laughs> Everything you said, I agree. Yeah. I would want to see him in Philly again, playing for another team. 
Right, right. Because then, then I know that whatever receipt we got on him is that day. But, Nick, before Terrence gets started with his take, I just want to say one thing. You knew he was trash when the season started. That didn't stop you from talking your ish. That didn't stop you from saying that you all were going to the Super Bowl and you were going to handle business this time. Because, Lord forbid, I, I, I was under the impression that at some point professional football coaches learned how to make adjustments. I said, okay, hey, James Bradbury is not doing a good job. Let's try Keely Ringo. Let's try Sidney Brown. Let's uh, Vontae Maddox got hurt early in the season. We just got him back uh, in the last week or two, I think. Um, but let's give some of these other guys a shot, or let's make some adjustments so that Bradbury is not susceptible to being exposed the way he is. Every time he's in one-on-one, it's 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 over. He can't cover. He, he, he can't cover. But are we just going to put it on Bradbury? Yeah, he, he can't tackle. Mm-hmm. What's that, Terrence? Well, I was just saying, yeah, he can't tackle uh, that last was the last touchdown to the the speedy receiver that Tampa has. He is making the last tackle. And yeah, that's right, because uh, Donovan caught the last one. But yeah, he just missed a tackle, and, and the guy was off to the racing of the horse. Uh, and Byer just couldn't get an angle because by, uh, the, the, the mid tackle was so poor that Byer didn't even have a chance to get a good angle to get a good angle on him. Uh, really, honestly, just an all around poor performance from the Eagles. They didn't run the ball enough. They were never committed to the run at all. Uh, even if with A.J. Brown out of the game, they would have committed to the run more. That is probably the most stubborn display of coaching I've ever seen. They just didn't care. It's like, we, we did this last year, and it's going to get us there. Uh, <laughs> I thought at the beginning of the season, they would, they would run the ball more because of Swift. I thought Swift gave them something that they just didn't quite have last year, which is a, lot, a whole lot of explosiveness and shifted his out of the backfield. They had a little bit of it, uh, but I think Swift gave him that on, a, on, a, on another level. So I thought they would have run the ball more, and they just didn't this year. I don't understand. I, what I really think, what I really believe is, sometimes these teams pay the quarterbacks, and they try to overcompensate that by having the quarterback throw too much. And a lot of times, paying the quarterback can be the worst thing for a franchise because they, they forget what they should be doing. And, and and really, you should have known last night was a was going to be a bad display for the Eagles because the tush push didn't even work. Yeah. Yes, and Terrence, that is what I was about to get into when I said what I said about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles maybe paying him a little too soon. It's not so much of what you may think as far as me just saying, oh, he doesn't look like a, 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 a veteran. He doesn't look like a franchise quarterback. Even though there are times where it looks like it's one read and then he's lost. Let me bounce out of the pocket. You know Let me see if I can ad live here. But yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you know, the, the, real, the, the real reason why they pay him is, is because you look at the team that just went to the championship. They almost won. One play is literally, literally the difference in them being a Super Bowl champion and a runner-up. Yeah. And they're looking like, all right, there's a good chance that we could go back and get this play. Well, I'm just saying, just one play in particular, you know, you look at it. Who was that fault on that play? I'm not talking about any one play in particular. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, you look at the punt return that Kansas City got. Uh, you look at... Um, I know what you're talking about, the, the whole, you're talking about oh, the whole, yeah, that, that, that Bradbury's probably, yeah, yeah, right. well, glad you could admit that it was a hole, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but they're, they're looking at a situation like, he had to be the one to do it, 
Yeah, he's terrible. He reminds me of Frank Walker from the Ravens from the years ago. Look him up. Worst player I've ever seen in my life, Frank Walker. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it was a situation where they had to pay him being drawers because had they taken a chance and waited and actually won a championship, the price tag would have been way up. Because you got to think about it. They had Lamar's contract, Herbert, um, uh, what's my man, Isaac Sensi? Tannehill. Burrow. They had all these contracts coming up, and the last thing you want is to get it. Uh, and Mahomes, because they, they, they re-extended Mahomes some kind of a way. So the last thing you wanted to do was to let let um, Hurts end up winning an MVP, which he could have very easily won last year, and then win a championship, and now you got to pay this man the whole salary cap. But okay. they paid him when they when they had to, and it's unfortunate. Um, but it's going to end up being a team for the deal at some point, I'm sure. And so, so what I what I'm alluding to is that, hey man, when it's all said and done, I said he was going to get paid. I never said he shouldn't get paid. However, I did tell Nick that there will be some growing pains behind it because what it does now, it it takes away what it takes away one of their privileges as far as being able to say we can keep Javon Hargrave. No, you couldn't. You paid Hurts. Now he's a 49er. You know, oh, we can keep. Gardner Johnson. Uh, no, you didn't. You paid Jalen Hurts. And now you've got Jason Kelsey retiring. Now you've got uh, a few other guys, who oh, you name it, from the Fletcher Coxes to the Brandon Grahams and uh, to the Darius Slays to where these guys are aging. They've been there for a while or they've, you know, they're still aging, whether they just got there or not. A lot of these guys have been there 12-plus years, though. You have to replace that. You may have to do that in a draft. Some of it you're going to have to try to do in free agency. You can't do much in free agency, though, because, well, you've paid your quarterback. And now you're about to see if he's really that guy or not. Can he really put the team on his back when they don't have everything in place? I'm not saying you shouldn't have paid him. I'm just saying that this is the problem you're about to have now, though, Nick, because you paid the quarterback, and now you don't have the casual – you don't have the salary cap – um, um, privileges that we have because we have my Niners have a Super Bowl roster, but they're not paying their quarterback, and they still can get away with that. Well, this year they definitely did, and another year next year they can too. Uh, so here is what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has been trying to do. Let's get it now before we have to pay the quarterback. I understand he had a great year last year, but that was last year. I told you he wouldn't repeat that when the OC and the DC left. I said that, and here it is. And now you have to kind of reload. I'm not saying you're in rebuild mode, but they're going to kind of clean house. All of the missed tackles, some of these guys in that secondary, they're not coming back. But in order to replace them with something better, yeah, but in order to replace that with something better, it's going to take a little cash, some cash that they don't necessarily have. And uh, I got to tell you, A.J. Brown or not, all they had to do was expose the middle of the field. They still win this thing pretty easily until they figure out something else. Todd Bowles has to switch it up. He just said, man, I'm blitzing you all night long. What are you going to do about it? And they didn't do anything about it. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. And everybody plays a part in that. Everybody. Uh, I won't be surprised if Sariani is fired. I won't be surprised if they give him another year. If they give him another year, it'll be another bad year for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm telling you that right now. Um... But, yeah, I'm done. The Eagles lost. 
No surprise to me. I know it's a surprise to you, Nick, but I've been telling you all along. They're not as good as what the record looks. And when they start playing some stiff competition, it's going to show. Um, they look bad. There's no significant injuries as to why they play like that. They just, you kept telling me, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They just drafted Jalen Carter. They just drafted, it were the Philadelphia Bulldogs. I told you that takes time. They're rookies. They have to grow. I didn't see those names or hear Jalen Carter's name much on Monday night on that playoff game. So, uh, yeah. And I think that I think A.J. Brown knew they were going to lose all along. And I think uh, something happened. And he just said he didn't want to play. I think that's what happens when players just, they're injured. I didn't see the injury week 18. I don't even know why he played week 18. Uh, I mean, well, to the... To the stance to where he would get hurt. I know they were still playing for a quarter, maybe, for the NFC East. But I think quickly we found out they weren't going to win it. So, And then they lost the game any damn way. Uh, the Eagles are bad. And um, I'm not saying they can't fix this or turn it around. But they definitely have to kind of revamp some things. And it's hard to do that, though, when you're paying the quarterback all of that money. He's going to set them back from doing, for, for well, from competing like you think or would like for them to compete in it. That's just my two cents. Um, but, yeah, I knew the Eagles and the Cowboys would not go far because it's our destiny to win the Super Bowl this year. All right, so we're going to talk about some other wild card games real quick. C.J. Stroud looked phenomenal. He was cooking. The Texans jumped on the Browns, didn't look back. I'm not surprised. I got that one right. Also, um, well, I did say Philly would win, so – even though I bet that Tampa Bay would win. At the time, I thought Philly would still win this game. But um, I'll admit, I got it wrong. But I definitely got me and Terrence. I know we both went with Houston. And uh, that was a, oh, a beat down. The Chiefs and the uh, Dolphins. I only went with the Dolphins because of, you know, they were my Super Bowl prediction, guys. I didn't think they would win. But, hey, what the hell? The Chiefs won. It's no surprise the Dolphins are questioning themselves. Maybe the GM has already came out and said, we're, we're sticking with Tua. That's the plan. We'll see. But uh, the Dolphins got hit with a bunch of injuries from Jalen Phillips to Bradley Chubb, and the list goes on. Even their backups got hurt. So there was no pass rush at all. They had some problems, and they struggled defensively. Uh, they hung in there, but just couldn't get enough offensively either. Uh, getting Tua uncomfortable in the pocket. Chiefs defense doing good. We get to see them in the Bills. We'll talk about that later. Another wild card game, the one I want to get into, especially now that we've got the Eagles out of the way, the Dallas Cowboys hosted the Green Bay Packers. We got this one right also, Terrence. I'm not sure what Nick said, but we knew that the Packers would win. We did a poll on X, and everybody said, well, 60 70% of the people said uh, in those votes that the Cowboys would lose. I don't know what we knew or how we knew it. But we knew it. I don't know if we thought it was going to be like that. They beat down the Cowboys, even though the score doesn't look as bad. It looks somewhat respectable. But, man, when you saw that game, you know they stumped them. I'm going to start with um, um, Terrence. Tell me, uh, since you also picked the Cowboys to lose this game, what do you think of the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love? And what does this mean for the Cowboys now that they once again – 12 and 5. Mike McCarthy looks great. Dak Prescott looks great until they play some tough teams. But for the most part, the Cowboys are going in the playoffs on a high. 
we all know when that happens, they go low. All the way to the bottom. What's next for the Dallas Cowboys after yet another disappointing season? You know, it's a, it's a weird thing where I really believe winning the division um, hurt them. And sent them into a bad matchup. Green Bay is incredibly hot. Four announcers to watch out. Uh, but they ran into a hot team at the wrong time. Uh, I'm, I, I think that they probably beat Detroit. I think that they probably beat uh, who the other wild card teams are. Tampa, they definitely beat Tampa. Uh, but they just ran into... They went into a hot team at the wrong time. And, I, you know, I know that's not saying a whole lot. It's probably not what people want to hear. Uh, I would still consider moving on from MacArthur because, to me, there are too many good coaches out there. Uh, but what Strahan said, I don't know if you guys saw the post-game show, uh, but what Strahan said made a lot of difference. He said the plan for the Cowboys is more than football because you have to worry about all of the asterisks. You have to worry about all of the pressure. Honestly, and I know that people say this every year, but I just got to reiterate it. If their owner will learn how to shut up, this will be an issue because nobody gets impressed at Jerry Jones at because he has created so much pressure for his players, for his coaches, and definitely his quarterbacks. We look at the last, this is just the last two quarterbacks for the Cowboys, Dak and Romo. And Romo couldn't get out of his own way. He was so dark on Columbus. It's because of the pressure. If those guys are playing for any other teams, Romo will definitely, if he's playing for any other team, he's probably a Hall of Fame. But because he was playing for the Cowboys, there's all this pressure. He's out there fumbling snaps on extra points, tripping over himself. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just an unfair situation for those players because they have to worry about more than football. They got to worry about what the doggone owner is going to say after the game. And they're never going to win that way. When people say they're not going to win until Jerry Jones dies, that's what they mean. He doesn't know how to shut up. And, it, and honestly, I don't care what coach they bring in outside of Belichick, and that's why he's not going to go there because he ain't about to have to go and fight the owner all the time. Um, yeah, uh, and, and I don't care what kind of change they make, this is always going to happen because they're always going to get have unnecessary pressure because of him. It's never going to change. I don't know that I outright picked the Packers to win the game, but I do remember mentioning that um, the Cowboys should be on upset alert. Uh, I said that about the Cowboys. I said it about the Browns, um, and obviously both both of them um, ended up ended up falling. And uh, the Packers the Packers just tried to play better football. They came out. They ran. You know, the Cowboys came out and basically ran dime package on defense for most of the game. And the Packers said, "Okay, well, we're gonna run the ball down your throat until you decide to switch it up." And then whenever they did switch it up, they play action and and, and the play calling over there was killing Dallas. Um, I, I hope Dan Quinn has already accepted a head coaching job because if not, any offense that he had might be about to get rescinded um, after how bad Matt LaFleur and that Packers offense made him look, uh, made his defense look. Um, the other thing I, I would say from a from a bigger perspective is it looks like the Packers have done it again, man. I mean, you know, they had Brett Favre for 16, 17, 18 okay. years. They had Aaron Rodgers for another 16, 17, 18 years. And now it looks like Jordan Love Maybe one of those guys. I mean, you know, they, they said it during the broadcast, and I kind of, I definitely agree. Um, just watching the game, there was some throws in there that looked very 12-ish, uh, very, very Aaron Rodgers-esque. And, um, you know, he led his team very well. I had one of the, I think, one of the best games in a, in a playoff debut ever. Um, him and C.J. Stroud essentially had the same game. 
um, literally almost, you know, within two yards of each other. I think they had the same number of attempts and completions and touchdowns and all that. Like they damn near had the exact same game. Um, and yeah, and the Packers got it done. Uh, I, I, I was not surprised to see them win. I was surprised to see them win um, as convincingly as they did. Um, and I guess that, that brings our next question to Jarvis, which is, are you not at least a little bit concerned that with the week off that you guys have had and Christian McCaffrey coming back from the, the uh, hamstring injury or something, um, are you not a little concerned that if y'all don't start off high, this Packers team could get on top of the no, not really. Um, I, I do think that they could get on top of us if we don't. We can have a slow start, but I don't think they just jump on us to where we can't get out of it. Um, I could see a slow start, but anything other than 7 nothing, 10 nothing, I wouldn't say 27 nothing or anything like that because we're not the Dallas Cowboys. And the for one thing about the 49ers, they hadn't won a championship in a long time, but they've been close, and they play they show up for the playoffs. It's not choking time for them just yet. If they're going to choke, it'll be in February, not January. So, uh, <clears throat> nah, I'm not really concerned about it at all. I will go by what I'm saying. Again, Jordan Love, man, he looked phenomenal. The Packers look phenomenal. And, um, yeah, helped me out a lot on the parlay as well. So, I'm good. I'm just saying that I got to stand on what I've been saying all along. If the Niners are going to the Super Bowl, the Niners are going to have the easiest path to get there. And that's the reason why the Cowboys and the Eagles are gone. But not because we can't beat them, but because they're just not even going to let them play them again. They gave them that. They got the ratings. Not going to give you that again. They don't give fans what they want to see. They give them what's in the script. And I think in the script, the Packers are only playing this Saturday because they didn't want us to play anybody else. They were only in the postseason to eliminate who they eliminated. And I think that's it. Same thing goes for Tampa Bay. They're probably about to lose in Detroit. They were put there to beat your Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that's it. And if we win, if we can hold on and avoid an upset, and same thing for Detroit, which I think that game is going to be a little bit closer than ours, even though Green Bay looked very good. I love what I saw. And I know Green Bay was a hot team coming in. But uh, I think Detroit will be coming to San Francisco for the NFC Championship, just as I predicted. We will play NFC North teams just like we did in 2019. But good question, though, Nick. Um, and listen, let, let's call a spade a spade, too. Did Michael Parsons play in that game? He might as well not have. I was about to say, yeah, he did. But, yeah, you can't, you couldn't really tell. Well, he did draw a few flags. Early, early, early on, he drew a few, um, a few holes, but uh, again. Hey man, Jordan, Jordan Love had as much time as he needed. Even when he and didn't. Throw balls in the air. Even when he didn't have the time, he could, he could still hold the ball long enough to get his man, his player, where he wanted them, and just lead them and sling it just with the flick of the wrist on a back foot, alluding to, alluding to some of the things that Nick said earlier. Some. Some or, or whoever, whichever one of you said that, yeah. the Aaron Rodgers yeah, yeah, characteristics. Nick. Nick yeah. Today. I said it last season. I told you, Nick. Yeah. I told you. You said you were sold on him. I remember that. I, yeah, he, you did. You did, he, T. He has definitely made a lie out of me. But I had been telling you all, all along. I had been telling you all along, all season long. Week one, before week one, I said the Packers have another franchise quarterback. You'll see. Eventually, we will all see. And here it is. 
I knew it because he would be the third quarterback. I don't know what it is about that team and that franchise, but yeah, kudos to them. They did it again for the third time in a row, but I'm not surprised. It, uh, Shout out to Matt LaFleur. Does it tarnish Rogers' legacy a little bit? If, if, I'm Jarvis, don't, please, don't, don't come through the phone and say No, I already know where you're going with it. No, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, it would. I mean, I'm I'm not talking about long term. I'm talking about in the recent. The what have you done for me lately? If you look back at the stats last season, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay versus Jordan Love stats this year in Green Bay. Jordan Love wins in every statistical category, not by a landslide. But he's slightly better than Aaron Rodgers, and it's his first season starting. Everything that looked like was a problem, the receivers are too young. Aaron Rodgers are just getting on him. He's pointing fingers. No, how about you get rid of the ball as soon as there's somebody open? You can't dance around the pocket forever. You can't do that every play. Um, he's reading the offense. He's, I mean, he's running the offense the way it should be ran. Uh, Matt LaFleur, again, let's give him credit, too, because he schematically is calling these plays, and, and the concept of his offense is to create guys to get open, similar to what Cal Shanahan does in San Francisco. We know this is somebody that comes from Shanahan's tree. It's a good offense. It's a good coach. It, overall, a good team. And we knew this team is going to be better. Aaron Jones is back. A lot of people forget Aaron Jones was out a lot of games this season. But he's back. And I told you all, after one of the post games, they beat somebody. He said, for the people that's talking like I'm done, man, I got a lot left. I've just been banged up. And he's back. I love it. I can see him still getting about 50, 60 yards on us on Sunday, but not like he did on Sunday. I think he got well over, well, about a a buck 10, a buck 20. But uh, it was the impact, not the amount of yards, but the plays that he got him and, you know, how we would extend continue to move the chains. It was a great game from the Packers, and if the Packers were playing anybody else, I promise you, I'd be going for them because I like what I see. It reminds me a lot of kind of what we do, just a little bit different. They've got some good young talent. And again, Christian Watson still hasn't really gotten the mix of things yet. He was out for a lot of the season. Jair Alexander was out for a, a, a lot of the season. This is a good team. This is a good team. And I'm not saying we're going to beat them by 20. I'm just saying that I think we're going to win because I think it's our destiny. It's our destiny to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to go off of that until somebody beats us. About that game this weekend is the fact that Green Bay, even though those receivers are young, um, but they are good. And to be to be young and good yeah. with a younger new quarterback, you know, I don't, it's not one of those things where I'm looking to the future. You know, they are they are producing at a championship level, in my opinion, right now. Uh, and I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. But they have guys, you know, we, we talked earlier, I think one of the first things that we talked about was who got the best, you know, receiver trio. Well, they might have the best receiver quartet because they've got one through four, really probably one through five, that might be better than anybody. And I think that is a problem for a lot of defenses because, all right, your first quarterback might be fine. Not really. Your second quarterback might be fine. Not really, but... Third, fourth, and fifth, like, you know, when that safety has to come out in the box and cover, <clears throat> that is a problem. Yeah. That is a problem. Well, well, I mean, let me, well, let me say this. You're, you're, you're kind of right, Terrence, but you're wrong. 
because it's not a problem for the 49ers because if we're going to win the game, like I think it's scripted for us to do, and we are the better team clearly, we're going to do what the Cowboys couldn't do or didn't do. We're going to run the ball. You know, we're going to shove it down their throat. And if they are not ready for that physicality and that battle, it's going to be a long day for Green Bay. Yeah, Matt LaFleur definitely gets a hell of a lot of credit from me. Uh, one of the things I saw yes, yes. earlier today watching some watching some film breakdown on, on ESPN was uh, how they took advantage of what the Cowboys like to do defensively. Uh, the Cowboys run a, run a lot of man coverage, obviously, and what they what their DBs try to do is they try to undercut uh, a lot of those over routes. And so what was happening was, the whether it's Romeo Dobbs or, or Jaden Reed or whoever else, they would sell that over route, get the corner underneath them, and then go back to the sale route. And that's how that's how you had Stephon Gilmore over there standing in the middle of the field by himself. I think the same thing happened to uh, Deron Bland once or twice. Um, and then of course you had the you had the, uh, the throwback play where uh, with tight end. I mean they literally had to expand the camera just to show that there were other people on the field because it was it was so much space between him and the, and the nearest defender. Um, so Matt Lafleur <laughs> did a hell of a job scheming that's it up. That's true. Um, if he comes up with something like that again this week, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Um, I think I would lean towards taking the 49ers to win, uh, but it, it won't be a landslide by any stretch of the imagination. I'm thinking a three to seven point game at most. I'll take it any way I can get it. But I, I find it I find it oddly. Right. I, I find it funny that you say you think that you'll lean toward taking San Francisco, but you couldn't lean toward taking Tampa Bay. And it looked like you all could lose that game going in. Um, I know Green Bay. All Okay, and same here. I mean, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to get that blindsided over what I saw last week. I mean, it was against a different team. What they did against that team does not mean they can do that against this team. And keep in mind, hey, again, I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just saying that I think it's our year, and if it's our year, we'll handle business. We'll take care of business. That was a a week out that we needed. For the most time, some of the times, yeah, it can hurt teams when they take a week off. But we played the last week. The Baltimore Ravens didn't play week 18 or last week. So they've got a little bit more time off than we do. I'm not worried about it. McCaffrey needed another week off, two weeks off. He needed to get back healthy. Now he's a full participant in practice. I'm going to have the same question for Terrence. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, um, yeah, the Niners, they run the football well. And keep in mind, when it comes to the the Matt Lafleur's and the Sean McVay's, come on, man, don't forget those are Cal. I know I'm I'm hard on Cal Shanahan, but those are his sons. Don't forget that those are his sons, and he'll son them on on Saturday night. Okay, it's our destiny. It's our destiny. I'm telling you. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to talk too much. It just it'll it'll be so much sweeter if we do it and it's complete story complete. It's it's our time. I just feel it. Green Bay, great year. They've already overachieved though. This is it. This is where it stops. Appreciate the dub last week. We just want to get into the Super Bowl without breaking much of a sweat. That's all this is about. That's it. We're not gonna stop them probably. Then again, we might, but. They needed they needed that game to look like it looked so people could say like the things that you're saying right now. So you can say I'm t- I'm taking the points. Uh, they got me last week. I didn't know if Buffalo was going to cover. They did. They it was times where it didn't look like they would, but they did. And I think that's exactly what 
It's going to be this week. They want you to think that nine is too much, and it does look like it is. But, yeah, we'll beat them by ten. We'll beat them by ten. I mean, before, but hold on. Let me one more thing. Before Saturday, before Sunday, I mean, if 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 I told you we're gonna play the Packers, well, I did tell you, but you didn't believe me. I said we're gonna play the Packers. Before they beat the Cowboys, like they beat the Cowboys, who would you get it to? In the Packers Cowboy game? No, the 49ers Packers. I told you that we were gonna play them. However, you didn't believe me because you needed to see them beat the Packers. I mean, beat the Cowboys first. Well, they beat the Cowboys. But before they played them. Exactly. You're just drinking the Kool-Aid. And I'm just telling you, don't drink it. Don't drink it. That's good. That's good. I feel you, and I, I appreciate you saying that, and I agree with you. Just don't do like the media, most of the sports media world, where they go from week to week. One week he's in, he's an MVP, the next week, damn, he damn near, he's trash. So don't go back on that when he, you know, when he sacked three times, may throw, one, uh, may throw a pick or two, because he has been very careless with the ball. I mean, careful with the ball. But he's due for, some, for a game full of turnovers. These are the things that are going to happen now when you bet on him to do otherwise. I'm just saying, though, it's against the 49ers. Don't trip. Still say the same things that you're saying about him after the fact because that's what they'll do. They'll say, oh, man, they beat the Cowboys. Did you see? Did you see Jordan Love? And then the next week, oh, man, Jordan Love, yeah, he's still he's still young. He's got to go back to the drawing board. No, he doesn't. He played the 49ers. That's all it's going to be. No harm, no foul. We're just trying to get back to the Ravens. That's all. And we're gonna get back to the Ravens. Terrence, what's your thoughts on this? On this, any more thoughts on this game, or do we need to go ahead and shift to divisional uh, round? I mean, I, yeah, I would just say to, to me, the matchup is to watch. The matchup to watch is going to be the, the three, four, and five receivers versus your uh, San Francisco corners. And I, don't, and I don't think that you know you are very confident or at, at super confident on the back end of your secondary. And I think that that's, to me, going to be the biggest match of the game. Yeah, I hear you, T. But, again, I'm going to say it one more time. I don't have to be confident because if it's in the script for us to win the game, somehow, some way, we're going to win the game. And I think we are. No matter what happens, no matter how bad they play or how good they play, I think we're going to win the game. And um, Chase Young is due for a good game. He's due for a good game. Notice I said Chase Young. It's time to get that money. It's time to get to that bag. And he ain't got but three games left. Well, each game that he plays for the rest of the way could be his last of the season. But if they keep winning, he's got three left and only three left. It's time to get to that bag. He's going, you could call him the, um, 
And again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I like what I saw from Green Bay, and I've been, I've been kind of you know liking Green Bay all year uh, because I've been wanting good things for Jordan Love. But that cheese shredder, that's kind of what Bosa and Young are going to be on Sunday, Saturday. They're going to shred some cheese. Uh, it's going to be fine, man. It's no harm, no foul. We're just trying to get back to the Baltimore Ravens, and that's what's going to happen. All right, so divisional round weekend. The the schedule has been set. It's all said and done. Um, and again, the NFC East, they're done. Nobody remains. No Cowboys, no Eagles. Would you believe it's the Niners and the Packers and the Lions hosting the Buccaneers? That's it in the NFC. Sounds like 1992. And then you've got on the AFC side, Terrence's Baltimore Ravens are coming back after their bye week, and they host the Houston Texans, a team that we're about to talk about right now, well, very shortly here, because I want Terrence to explain to us why he would have rather seen the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then that other AFC game is Kansas City at Buffalo. I don't know about you guys. I know to you all that's like your AFC Super Bowl game, but I'm kind of tired of seeing it. Like, they, they've, they drained me with it, but whatever. Chiefs at Bills. Mind you, this this will be the first time Patrick Mahomes, and this is this is some goat shit to even to even say, but it'll be the first time Patrick Mahomes in his career will be having a road playoff game. Um, that's, crazy. that's very crazy. But let's go back to Baltimore first. We'll start with Terrence here. Your Ravens hosting the Texans, who was on fire. But again, you said that you would much rather seen the Steelers. Because of what you see from the Texans, I guess I'll let you explain and give us your prediction on this game. Yeah, because the Steelers are no good. And they haven't been good for a while. They they literally... But it's a division game, T. It is a division game. We're not worried about that. Okay. Um, uh, The Steelers without T.J. Watt is a mediocre team at best. Mike Tomlin gets the most out of every single player. That's all the reason why they they overachieve as much as they do every year. But that team is no good as as is compared to yeah. a team where with Houston is not only very good but it's also very much a matchup problem because of their vertical passing game. But yeah, I would have I would have very much preferred Pittsburgh over Houston, and I will for a while now until, <laughs> until Pittsburgh catches up. <laughs> okay, well, give us your take on the game. You're playing the Texans though now. Nothing you can do about it. How is it going nah, to nah, go? Right, right. 
Give us a prediction real quick, and then Nick, you can come in immediately after. I mean, a prediction score. 30 to 17. Okay. 30 to 17? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Mm, the double-digit win? I don't, I don't think I see that one. Um, hey, I hey, hey, I want to say, say one thing, Nick. Uh, your team is out of the playoffs now, so you don't get to tell us how to predict our team. Your team ain't playing anymore. If your team was playing right now, your ass would be saying Eagles 42, whoever else 13. Stop it. You talk shit all long, all season long. Damn it, we're not gonna have it today. I'm just saying, I, I thought that was a that was a strong prediction uh, based on what we saw from the Texans this past week and what we see from CJ Stroud all season. Um, I think I think it'll be a good game. I, I could see just like I, I said about the uh, 49ers and Packers game. I could see that as a three to seven point game, may, maybe a ten. Uh, I think I think if I had if you had to ask me. Which team I was more confident in? I think I put the Ravens slightly above the 49ers. Um, and so, yes, I, you know, maybe a 10 point game there, but, but I, th- I think the Ravens are in for a dog fight for sure. I'm not saying they won't be in a dog fight, that's for sure. Uh, did you all play them earlier this year, Terrence? We too. Week two. Yeah, and here we go. Week two. That's right. Oh man, we gotta go deep that up. Actually, I, don't worry, I got you. you sure it wasn't? You sure it wasn't week one? That was probably Jacksonville. Nah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. No, you're right. It was week one. Week two was Indianapolis in that game that screwed us out. Okay, okay. Right, week one. A long time ago, and anything that happened, both teams were feeling each other. It was the. It was like. The first half was still preseason, uh, and the second half is when people started to get fatigued and finally said, all right, let's put this game away. I remember them hanging around for a little minute, but it was week one. Yeah, so, it was a close game. It was a close game even then. Yeah. It'll be interesting to well, see. I, I do believe that I do believe that both teams have gotten exponentially better uh, since week one. Oh, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, the, the Texans seem like they got 10 times better the last six weeks. I mean, uh, eight weeks. But, I mean, man, it's yeah. been it's been ridiculous to see. It's been a thrill to see. Yeah. Very entertaining. But, uh, being totally honest, uh, I feel the same way about Baltimore and Houston as I felt about Green Bay and Dallas. Sometimes you play the wrong team at the wrong time. I do believe Houston is their wrong team, but I think Baltimore... Baltimore, in, in the sense, is a lot different than Dallas in that they do run the ball, they are physical, they don't get away from what they do, and there isn't this this uh, super fandom of pressure that they have on them. They just go play football. Uh, and I think that uh, this is where John Harbaugh has to make his money. John, you, co- you complain about Harbaugh all the time. Yeah. But uh, if you can't get your players motivated for a playoff game like McCarthy, then yeah, you got to go. Yeah, that's one thing he can do. He definitely can motivate you. Um, but yeah, all right, Ravens and Texans. We'll see how it goes. That's going to be the first. I think that's the first game uh, of the uh, weekend. Three thirty uh, hour time. Yeah, three thirty. Uh, uh, yeah, three thirty. Uh, Four thirty Eastern, three thirty Central. That was going to be on ESPN and ABC, and then later that night, eight fifteen Eastern, seven fifteen Central is Packers at 49ers on Fox. Uh, Sunday, you have the Lions 
hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's get a prediction on that real quick, and let's start with Terrence, since he's the NFC guy. Um, you just saw Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, Nick. Let's start with Nick, the NFC guy. Um, Nick, <laughs> Nick, you just saw the Buccaneers, so, you know, hey, I'm not saying they're going to play the Lions the same way they played you all. Uh, it's easy to defend the Eagles offense these days, but how are the Buccaneers going to defend Jared Goff from the Detroit Lions? They've got some good film they can look at based off what we saw the Rams do. The Rams, they very well could be playing this week, but they're not. Lions, Buccaneers, Nick, how do you see it playing out? Who you got? I got the Lions. Um, I, I think that uh, the Lions have obviously been a better team um, all season long. Um, you know, their their defense, at least on, on, on up front, on the running game is pretty stout. Um, which is something that, but, that the Bucks did well yesterday on us, which is run the ball. Um, I think the Lions will stop it a good bit of that, and I think that they will be able to. They'll be smart enough to actually use the middle of the field on offense. Uh, I'm taking the Lions in, in, a, in a good one, um, but I, I would say probably a probably a seven point game there as well. Okay, so you like everything kind of close this weekend. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. It. Okay, now last one then. And uh, I'll let you all have the floor on this one because, again, I'm just kind of tired of seeing it. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Bills, Chiefs, here we go again. The only difference is this time it's in Buffalo. And um, I don't know if that really matters or means anything to Patrick Mahomes, but it is his first road game ever in his playoff career. So just thought I would note that. Uh, Let's start with the AFC guy, Terrence. Who wins the Bills-Chiefs game and why? I'm, I'm going with the same reason why I picked uh, Kansas City in the game before this against Miami. I mean, they're just, they're just better suited for the cold. And, you know, we know it's cold in Buffalo. They just played a game that was like negative 30 windshield. So I am rolling with Kansas City as a team based on the fact that they are just better suited for the cold, in my opinion. Now, as far as this matchup with uh, Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, what I'm really hoping for is that we get a matchup of Mahomes and Lamar after that because I've been wanting that matchup for years. I, I always felt like, as you remember these, these early days, I always felt like for the Ravens and Lamar to claim the top spot, so to speak, they had to beat Mahomes. I, I feel like you should have to beat Mahomes. If you win the Super Bowl and don't beat Mahomes on the way to me, it doesn't count the same. Or the quarterback in the AFC. Not your fault if it's an NFC. But to me, to, to as Rick Perry used to say, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. You got to beat the man. That, that answers all the questions. Answers all the questions. Uh, that's not to say that I'm rooting for Mahomes. I would love to see Mahomes versus Lamar. Don't get me wrong. I want my Ravens to win at any cost. I don't care if they have to go out and do the old Rick Flair chop block on somebody. He's rich. He'll be your recovery. Uh, but if, in a perfect scenario, I feel like Lamar should have to go through Mahomes, in my opinion. I, I agree with you on the stance on Mahomes, and furthermore, uh, my stance has been for a while, until you beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, I'm not betting against him, and I'm sticking with that. I'm not betting against him, I'm taking the Chiefs to win. Um, as I've said with the other three games, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be relatively close. Uh, but until until Patrick Mahomes gets beaten, until you beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, which I think only... Uh, Cincinnati has done 
Joe, I think Joe Burrow's the only quarterback that's done it to this point in the AFC. Brady beat him in the Super Bowl, though, right? He beat him in the AFC Championship before he went right. to uh, Tampa. Last year, his last year in New England, that's right, yeah. Um, so Tom Brady, the PC, the, the they call back. Tom Brady and Joe Burrow, those, those are the only two you got at this point. Um, and Brady's not playing ball no more. So and Joe Burrow's not playing this year. He, he got hurt. Um, so until somebody, until you knock him off, I'm not picking you over him. I got cheats. I am, um, I'm torn <coughs> as to who I want to pick here because I want to say Buffalo wins this game. However, they had a lot of bodies dropping in that wild card game against the Steelers. And I'm not sure what they're, what they look like on the injury report. I don't know if they're going to participate in practice much this week. I don't know if any of it is, you know, major or minor. I'm not sure, but a lot of people left the field and some of them didn't return. That would be the factor for me if we're talking like this game is real as to who will win this game or not. But either way, people will probably want to see Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship game pretty bad. And that's why I don't think it'll happen. I'm taking Buffalo. And Buffalo's hot. And they've won six straight games now. Six straight and y'all know how I feel about that seven. I think they'll get that seven straight win right here at home against Kansas City. They've got enough to get it done. And then they'll go to Baltimore before they lose. That's possible. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing we have to realize, as good as Mahomes is, as good as Andy Reid is, overall... We've seen the Bills look better than the Chiefs, a lot better than the Kansas City Chiefs the past six weeks. We have, we just have. Now, does it look like the um, does it look like the Chiefs are starting to get back into form? Does it look like they're starting to go ahead and accept who they are and just say, "Hey, we're going to run the ball, we're going to play defense, and we'll make a play when needed." We know Pat can do that, and he definitely does it. One of the things that that. If you're going against him and you're not a Chiefs fan, it can really, really, really just upset you when you, you, you've you got everybody covered and then you forget, oh, yeah, he can run too. And he does it only when needed, but he always does it at the right time. And he always gets it. But um, so can Josh Allen. And uh, they even call plays for him to do it sometimes. And uh, he looked very Colin Kaepernick-like uh, last weekend or this past weekend as he uh, ran for that long touchdown. I just think the Bills have a little bit too much uh, for the Chiefs that they can handle. There's no Tyreek Hill that's going to just just burn them at the last second when they had it. They thought they had the game one. There's just not enough playmakers. Um, you, you take away Kelsey, and you make everybody else make a play. I will say Rice is their next guy up. He is definitely coming to his own. But, yeah, give me Buffalo. I still think because the one thing that Terrence said when he made his prediction I didn't want to cut you off when you said it, though, T. You said that they're, that that team that plays in the cold, but, you know, kind of like the old Green Bay Packers, they don't play well in the cold. They play like it's below 30, you said. Well, I got to say something. I beg to differ a little bit. That used to be them. They run the ball more now. They fired their OC. They call more plays. James Cook is really, really kind of finishing games, finishing drives here. So I got to disagree with you on that, T., they kind of are looking like the team they should have looked like. And it's a good thing because Gabe Davis is hurt. You know, they've got some injuries. 
But if they can just stay balanced, they're good. Now, I will say one thing as to why I could be wrong. Going into this Pittsburgh wildcard game, the Buffalo Bills, or Josh Allen, was 19-1 and one when, they don't, when he doesn't turn the ball over. And I knew they were going to win if he didn't turn the ball over on Saturday, Monday, because that was 20-1, and one, that, the uh, infamous 201 that I've been telling you all about for quite some time. So now that he's already at the 201, he could lose. He could turn the ball over. Maybe he just won't turn the ball over, or even if he does, it doesn't matter anymore because they've reached the 20-1. and one. But I got Buffalo winning this one. I think Buffalo at Baltimore is going to be the AFC Championship game, but that's just me. Um, I think that's about it. That's that's about all I got. Uh, we pretty much did the division around. We recapped the wild card weekend, and um, it's been a great show, I think. Again, We'll see what happens. The Niners and the Ravens, did they get too much rest? Uh, or are they going to be amped up and ready to punch somebody in the mouth? We'll find out. The Niners did, you know, get a little banged up going into the uh, Week 18 game. Some people didn't play. They got to rest. McCaffrey got to rest. He's better. Uh, Armstead still on the injury report. Drake Greenlaw is on the injury report. But these guys, they just um, they kind of take that 50-cent approach. When he, uh, I forgot what he said on his first his first album, when he got shot, he just took the bullet and <laughs> spit it out um, from the shot in his mouth. That's just what the 49ers do when they're banged up or whatever. They find a way. They're going to just, you know, hey, um, give me a shot or whatever it takes. I'm playing. And they full, you know, full throng when, when, when they do it. I think they'll be fine. Uh, if we if we just got a few more minutes, I guess I would just ask you all one last thing. Since we wrapped up the wild card weekend and predicted divisional round weekend, the coaches, Mike McCarthy, is he going to get fired? Sariani, is he going to get fired? Belichick interviewed with the Falcons. They made that official. He really did. They confirmed it. He interviewed with the Falcons. I don't like the fit, but I'll ask you guys what you think of it. And this now that the Cowboys and the Eagles are out, the Eagles are out, do you think this is going to change the dynamics of where this whole head coaching carousal was going to go. Because now that you've got two more teams that could be looking for a coach, maybe not, but they could be. Does this make the Cowboys' job or the Eagles' job more intriguing to Jim Harbaugh, even though he just met with the Chargers uh, on yesterday? Does he say, wait a minute, the Cowboys' job is available? I mean, just what happens now that the Cowboys and the Eagles – could be replacing their head coaches. So I, I don't think the Eagles will be replacing the head coach. I do think the Cowboys will. I think Jerry Jones' patience has run out with Mike McCarthy. Um, whereas obviously, you know, this this back half of the season has really been the first test of of the Eagles' patience when it comes to Nick Sirianni. So I, I think Sirianni sticks around. Um, I think Mike McCarthy is gone. I don't see Bill Belichick going to a team where they don't have a they don't believe in the solution at quarterback. Um, which the Falcons obviously don't have at this point, so I don't I don't see him going there. Um, you know, maybe if if and when the Cowboys let go of McCarthy, um, maybe Belichick considers there. Harbaugh maybe considers there as well. Um, Belichick I think will also um, go spend some time with the Chargers um, with a talent like Justin Herbert out there. Obviously, that's something that he could he could definitely work with. Not to mention all the talent they have on defense. Um, I think Bill could definitely get that schemed up in a way where uh, the Chargers would be very dangerous. Uh, 
but I, I don't see him going. I don't see Bill or really any of the big coaches, not Bill, not Jim Harbaugh, not Pete Carroll going to a team where the quarterback, well, Pete Carroll's still going to be in Seattle as an advisor, but I don't see either of the other two going to a team where the quarterback isn't established. Uh, yeah, that might be the case too, but you could also look at a situation where what drafting two these teams had. Yeah, old, old uh, and, 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 and yeah, and, and what a what a bear is saying with their first pick because if if the Bears move their first pick to let's say Atlanta or Washington or any of these other teams that have a have an immediate need at quarterback, then their coaching vacancy becomes a lot more uh, it becomes a lot more attractive, a lot more potent. So I, I think it's going to be a, a big waiting game uh, outside of the Chargers and the Cowboys. I don't think they're I don't think Atlanta and Washington are, are really uh, attractive destinations in the sense that we don't know who's playing quarterback there next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take the Cowboys job, you know, you got a team that's ready to win right now, and then there's a pressure of winning right now. Uh, and we've seen Harbaugh turn a team around before that, that had good talent there when he, when he got there. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride this summer. Let's just say that. Yeah, the spring. But it's going to be a wild ride in the next, at least the next couple of months. Okay. And I'll wrap it up by saying that my suggestions to Dallas, again, I'm going to say it again, go get Harbaugh. I think that that is the perfect story where a college coach who just won a championship, a national championship on the collegiate level goes to the NFL and wins a Super Bowl on the professional level. And Jerry Jones sits your ego to the side and STFU all season long and let Harbaugh do his job. I don't see that happening for real, but that's my suggestion as to how the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl next year, even with Dak Prescott, because Harbaugh is going to run the damn football. It ain't going to be no capping like Mike McCarthy said. We were going to run the football, and he didn't really do that at all. You can make a case to kill him more, ran the ball more last year than they did this year without him. So, I say go get Harbaugh. And Philly, again, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, they're good at what they do in the front office. That's all. Bella, that's what Bill Belichick needs, where he doesn't have to do anything but coach the team. That would be great. Can you imagine what happens in the locker room after that Eagles game against the Buccaneers if Bill Belichick is the head coach? All those missed tackles? Uh-uh. Notice, keep in mind, he's going to coach somewhere whether you think so or not. And I mean Bill Belichick. Because there's quite a few players that were that should have been extended. And they're all going to be free agents in New England. He wants them to follow him wherever he's going. Remember I said it. You heard it here first. And as far as the Chargers and the Bay, I mean not the Bears, the Chargers and the Seahawks and the Commanders and all that goes. The Commanders is the team that you better watch out for, Nick. And the Cowboy fans better watch out for them too. Because Adam Peters is now the general manager in Washington. And that's a good quick hire coming from San Francisco. He's pretty much was helping John Lynch be a general manager the, during his whole tenure in San Francisco. John Elway said here, I'm going to let you take him with you and y'all will figure it out. He'll help you along the way. And that's what happened. And now Adam Peters is a general manager. No assistant name to it. He's full general manager in Washington. He's going to hire a good head coach. Don't know who that's going to be, but watch out for Washington. They're coming. And um, 
I don't know. The Chargers, I don't know who they're going to get. But, I again, Harbaugh, I think if McCarthy and Sirianni are fired, man, this thing is really going to get interesting. And I will not be surprised if they both are fired. Remember, Sirianni, it was already said that it's in play for him to get fired if they lose. They lost. They don't do it immediately. But I would say immediately after we get through recording, maybe in the morning, I would say Thursday morning at the latest, you're going to be seeing some breaking news, Nick. That's all I got, though, ladies and gentlemen. I think that breaking news is just going to be on McCarthy. I think I think Sirianni stays around. I think, I think our coordinators are gone, um, as they should be. But I think Sirianni gets another year just because this is really the first test of the Eagles' patience um, with, with his coaching. Of course you think that, Nick. You don't think anything about the about the, the, the Eagles negative, negatively. And I don't think that's negative, though. I think that's positive if you fire him. Because he clearly doesn't know what the hell he's doing without good assistance. I think you're 100% need to get rid of our coordinators. That's negative. I mean, who hired the coordinators, though, Nick? The head coach. So, I mean, this is the same reason why, why Mike Vrabel is out of Tennessee. He wouldn't fire his assistants when need be. That's one thing about John Harbaugh I give credit for. When you got to go... You got to go. In the words of the great late uh, Robin Harris, got to go, got to go. <laughs> got to go, got to go. And it's time for those coordinators to go. You're right. But he hired them. I mean, when I saw, what's his name on the sideline? Mike, Matt Patricia. I laughed my ass off because I knew how that was going to play out. He's like the laughing stock or something in defensive coordinators or whatever these days. I don't know what it is, but he's just not Good. Remember the whole Detroit Lion fiasco and what he was doing before he got there after leaving New England and then he went back to New England and he was like head of the offense and the defense or some shit. Him and Joe Judge, they're just not good. Anybody that comes from Belichick's tree has proven to not be that good. And I don't even understand it if Bill Belichick is a goat or something close to it. But that's neither here nor there. Um... That's it, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Uh, the Falcons can't get a quarterback, though. Uh, I don't see how they can move all the way up high enough to get a Caleb Williams. Not even a Ray Penix, Michael Penix Jr., not even him. So I don't I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, if they don't get one of those quarterbacks or if they can't go get Justin Fields, which I don't think Chicago are letting go of Justin Fields now that they kept their head coach, then I don't know. I don't know what the Falcons are going to do at quarterback. And without them having a solution, that's not where Belichick needs to be at all. He does not need to be anywhere near um, an iPad that has any offensive plays on it. He doesn't need to be anywhere around it. And he definitely doesn't need to be in the draft room or handling personnel at all. That's why we're here now. Uh, So, Pete Carroll as well. They just can't draft anymore. But again, if he goes to Philly, he doesn't have to worry about that. All he has to do is coach. We know he can still do that. Um, that's it. I don't have anything else. Is there anything you all need to say before we close this show out? Finito, that's it. That's it, fellas. It's done. It's a wrap. The only, the only thing I didn't have to say, you said Ray Phoenix, so I just wanted to give, give y'all a good old. I did. I did. I don't even know why, but yeah, I said I was about to say Ray. I said Ray Phoenix instead of Michael, Michael Penix. It ain't even a damn Phoenix. It's Penix, but yeah, whatever. Um, Shout out to future Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey on, on retirement. Uh, hate that he had to go out the way he did, but uh, he, def- he definitely walked into Camden in five years. 
No doubt about it. There ain't no debate there. That's for sure. But it's time because, boy, did he get pushed back on a few plays. I was like, damn, is that Kelsey? Yeah, it's time to wrap it up. It is. So his career is done just like the Philadelphia Eagles season is, uh, just as I predicted. This has been a great, great week. I mean, like, I know Christmas has been gone for a few weeks, but damn, the Eagles and the Cowboys getting eliminated the same weekend. It, it just feels like Christmas came back. You know, just feel like it just came right back immediately. Wow. It just it just couldn't have gotten any better for, for me, I tell you the truth. Uh, and a lot of people are glad the Steelers are out too. I don't I've never hated on the Steelers though. Um, for whatever reason, Niner fans and Steeler fans, they can coexist. It's just we've got one common one common enemy, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. So we definitely um, get in the in a crowd and talk about them, you know, together. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, man, man, man. Michael Parsons, you want to hear something funny before we go? You want to hear something funny? A few days before the game, Michael Parsons was telling one of the reporters that he was going to go off. Like he was going off for the playoff game against the Packers. He said he was going to go off. So I thought that was funny because he did not do that. Um, not even close, really. So, yeah. Off the field, right? Uh, that was exciting to watch. Uh, this was a very good wild card weekend. Also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do an episode. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. I think we're going to do the top five NBA players right now in the league, any position. We're also going to do, and I and I have not told the guys that yet. I'm just just um, letting them know this too now. But when we come back, maybe in the next episode or two. We're going to do an episode where before the Super Bowl, what was the best postseason? The boat, the best postseason in the NFL all time. And the reason why I asked that is because I was looking at some footage. Somebody done a video that's very entertaining. And it's a particular playoff year where I forgot how entertaining it was. Man, the entire postseason was off the chain. So I want y'all to do y'all homework. I want our listeners to do their homework and just think, what was one of the best playoff seasons that you can remember? I mean, from Wild Card Weekend all the way to the Super Bowl, where there were some memorable games. Um, there's one year that I just recently found out was really, really good. And it probably is going to be uh, the one that makes my number one list. But, well, we'll do top five. I'll say top five postseason of all time or just the best postseason that you can think of in your time of watching football, uh, in your time of watching. If 60, if the 68 playoffs was the shit, I don't know nothing about that. So I'm just saying, like, whatever you saw, that was the best. I know there were some years where you had the Colts and the Chiefs, the Colts and the Patriots. You had the Titans and the Ravens. You had the Rams and Buccaneers. There was a lot of teams and rivals going on at the same time, and there were a lot of good years uh, in the postseason. And um, <clears throat> Steve Smith had a hell of a year, one of those years. And, uh, man, just just wanted to let you all know that postseason, before it's over with, we'll go back in time and we'll give you our best, favorite, entertaining uh, postseason of all time in the NFL playoffs. It's been a good one to start. We'll see how it finishes. I know some people are disappointed that they've got Buccaneers and Lions instead of, 
you know, the Cowboys versus whoever, or the Eagles versus the 49ers. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's it for me. Terrence and Nick, thank you. It's been a good one. And we will be back um, to do the top five players in the NBA right now. Who makes that list for you? There's a lot of good players out there right now. And we're only we're only going to do five. You come up with your list and we'll come up with ours. Until then, we'll see you next time or you will hear us the next time. If you pay your streaming bill, thank you. We out. Be safe. Be safe.